Pukes top three. Okay, boys, we are going with my number three is the Live Golf bringing it to Australia. Greg Norman, the great Greg Norman. And i got to tell you, look, there's been a lot of discussion about this Live Golf and whether it's good, bad for the game of golf and what have you. You know what? It's not unlike what happened back in the 70s with... Um, Packer and yeah, World the Series cricket. cricket. Yes, correct. Yeah, right. It's not unlike what happened with Super League and. Well, uh, that was amazing. The, the World the Series cricket. Have you read in depth about what happened in the late 1970s? Yeah, it was amazing, amazing. But and this is no different. These guys are getting paid lots of money. I got to tell you, there was <laughs> a whole lot happening on the 12th hole down at the Grange on Friday. My goodness, <laughs> it was the party hole. And they were just having an absolute ball. Did, so, I, did I hear you say that DJ was doing a shoey? DJ did a shoey. <laughs> like, it was, it was scenes from Happy Gilmore. Yeah. I'm telling you, it was unbelievable. Now, you may agree or disagree, and golf is very much a, you know, very much a, a game where it's all about mm. being quiet and whatever else. But these people were having an absolute ball, and maybe that's what live golf is all about. It brings the fans back. Correct. I can't believe that I heard Cam Smith shot a three under. And then you hear he's seven shots off the pace. Yeah, 10 under. Who's on? Who's Gooch. leading? Gooch. Gucci. He's leading with 10 under. <laughs> what an effort that is after the first round. The fancy shooting a three under and you're seven yeah. off the pace. Yeah, yeah. you've got a long way to go. But it shows the conditions. Only a three-day tournament, um, which is opposed to the PGA, which is four days. Uh, you know, they're just doing things differently. They're paying big dollars to get these guys to play golf. And um, it's great to see these guys down in Adelaide. And I've got to say, when you think about what happened in Adelaide over the last couple of weeks, you've had gather round, now you've got the live golf. Um, is it becoming the capital of sport in Australia? Well, I just absolutely love the gather round. Congratulations mm. to the AFL and wished I was down in Adelaide while it was on. By the way, uh, Mark Leishman at one under for the Aussies. You know, I followed Cam Smith, love what he's done through his career, but I probably couldn't have told you too many of the players that are on the Live Golf Tour, but going through this leaderboard. So, you know, Schwartzel's there at tied for nine. Sergio Garcia, tied for ninth. Ustuzen, he's at four under. Is Seamus there? (laughs) Is he there or no? (laughs) The the audience may not know who you're referring to. (laughs) Seamus Power. Oh, Seamus Power. Gotcha. That's him. That's him. Stenson at four under as well. So, chock-a-block leaderboard. Who's at number two? Number two is, and I'm going to give it across two codes, and I spoke about this earlier. It is to the AFL and the NRL for the way that they go about promoting um, the Anzac round. I think it's absolutely fantastic, and it all culminates on Tuesday with um, three absolute crackers of games. But... They do it throughout the whole weekend, pay their respects, and it is done. And not only do the does the game show their respect, the crowd show their respect also. Yeah, watching the game in Darwin last night, I said to Corey, I said, if I heard that music, that would get me every time. So they yep. play you know, emotive music as the players walk out side by side. And then arm in arm. Imagine being arm in arm prior to kick off and hearing hearing the last, last post. post. Yeah, yeah, it is so touching and so moving. I, I just, I love the way they um, recognise the whole round and the way they go about. I so thought f- Thursday night, Buttes, uh, before the Rabbitohs and Panthers, uh, the young lady 
Abel Seaman. Yeah, she was fantastic. Oh, flawless. Yes. I said the same thing. I said she did not miss a beat with that last post. She was absolutely brilliant, mm. and well done to her. Yeah. Number uh, one. Number one. And it's not for any good reason, Steve. Okay? <laughs> they're on the podium, and you know why they're up high? So I can throw stuff at them. Right? <laughs> it is the AOC, the Australian Olympic Committee, right, for the Paris Olympics... They are sending the athletes home two days after they finish their event. That is shameful. Shameful, shameful, shameful. The Olympics are about competing, yes, but also about what goes on after that and having that chance to celebrate and be a part and interact with you know, fellow athletes. Um, go watch your fellow countrymen compete at various events they are sending them home two days after if they want to stay then it's at their own expense I am just absolutely gobsmacked you know they're making reference to the fact it's all about performance come on these people that are competing later in the Olympics they're in their own mindset right just let these people enjoy what the Olympics are about you've got to bear in mind that a lot of these people that are competing at the Olympics they do it on a shoestring budget right but to be denied that opportunity, I think it's absolutely embarrassing. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think on my podcast, The Perfect Ten, we had Kerry Potthouse come on, yep. so along with Natalie Cook, one of the greatest moments in Australian sporting history on the sands at Bondi of course. when they win the beach volleyball. But she said, you know, she had time to go and enjoy the cycling. And could you imagine Potthouse and Cook showing up at the cycling and how you'd feel before you take off in the team pursuit? And this is the thing. You want to talk about performance. How could you not be motivated by the fact that if you're competing and you see a fellow Olympian in the stands or know that they're there yeah. who's just won a medal? Hypothetical. Right? Imagine Patty Mills shows up. Correct. Right. How, how are you feeling about that? Like, you're actually feeling amazing going, oh, they're here to support me. Mm. Right? This guy is a superstar and, you know, he's there to support you know, what yeah. I'm doing and, and what it's about. Emma McKeon is there to watch Buttes. <laughs> again, <laughs> again, she's stalking me. But this is the thing, it just absolutely blows me away that they've gone down this path. And they said, you know, during the Tokyo Olympics, because of COVID, that's, they had to get uh, the athletes in and out, right? And the performances were <laughs> as good as they've been since mm. the Sydney Olympics. I don't think it had anything to do with that, right? Right, that's irrelevant. And, you know, I, there's no doubt about it, Buttes, that uh, the camaraderie of the team can inspire people to greatness. But, you know, the problem, these swimmers now, right, they don't go to the opening ceremony because they compete on, the, on day one. They also don't get to go to the closing ceremony. So you know what it is for it, them? It's just a meet. Yeah. Right? It's not actually the Olympic game because they're not getting the whole experience. Then they're on the next plane out of Paris. Correct. So suddenly I just go, you know what, this is just for me. I think it's all parts wrong. Butes' top three has become almost controversy corner. Yeah, I love it. Like the old Rex Mossop. <laughs> yes. Bring it on. Well, that's my top three for today. And, yeah, like I said, number one is not there for any positive reasons. I think it's absolutely shameful that the AOC have decided to take this yeah. course of action.